Hello and welcome to What The Bump. My name is Jennifer. I am a labor and delivery nurse who oddly enough has no kids, yet a huge passion for informing and empowering women on all of their options surrounding their pregnancy. Join me every week as we dive in to all things prenatal, postnatal, birth, and so much more. So let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of What The Bump. I am super excited for this episode because if you can't tell by the title, I, we, we, I don't know. Do people say I or we? Well, technically I'm the pregnant one, but my husband and I are expecting our first baby this September. So I am currently 16 weeks at the time of this podcast airing and we are extremely excited. So honestly, I kind of thought that I would almost do like what I do if I interview somebody prenatally about their pregnancy and their pregnancy story, but I'm going to tell you guys mine. So we are just over the moon. We are super excited. If you did not listen to my episode where I talked about having a miscarriage, you can go back and listen to that. But last May, so well, I guess last April, we found out that we were pregnant and we found out right, I believe like the day after my birthday, it was Easter and we found out we were pregnant and we were super excited. We weren't expecting it at all, but I, we were, we were over the moon. We were super excited. And I think the minute that you get a pregnant positive pregnancy test, your mind automatically envisions in nine months that you're going to have a baby in your arms. And that's even with everything I knew as a labor and delivery nurse and as a doula, I just kind of assumed like, okay, well it's positive, And in nine months we're going to have a baby. And the minute you get that positive, I don't care what anybody says that like early miscarriages don't hurt and all that stuff they do. And so we were, we were just really excited. We were due in December, right before Christmas. And we actually lost that baby around nine months. How I found out I miscarried, like I said, this is all in that podcast episode, but just to keep it short and simple, I was at work and I just felt normal almost. Like I just had an instinct, I guess you could say. And I just knew something was wrong. And um, it was like 3 a.m. I was working night shift in labor and delivery and I just couldn't shake the feeling and it was driving me insane. So I did, of course, ultrasound myself at work don't recommend doing this on your own, but I did because I I just had to know. So I ultrasounded myself and I saw that little baby in there, but I did not see the flickering heartbeat that I had previously seen. So I knew that I had miscarried. I went home, you know, obviously grieved with my husband. And then I ended up calling my midwife, having a DNC. And I was around 10 weeks when that happened. We don't know exactly when the baby stopped growing, but I had an appointment right at like eight and a half weeks. So it hadn't been too, too long. We lost that baby and it was just heartbreaking. We decided we wouldn't try until January of 2021. That was our plan. And actually in December, we found out that we were pregnant again. (laughs) So definitely waited. Honestly, I probably would have gotten pregnant a lot sooner after my miscarriage. But my husband, of course, just wanted to really take the time to mourn that loss, mourn that baby and, you know, just really not just jump into another pregnancy to kind of mask the pain that we had been going through and especially the pain that I was feeling. It was extremely heartbreaking for me, of course. So on in December, we actually got pregnant. We found out on January 7th, we were actually home visiting my family in Ohio and I had had some cramping. I, I was using um, BBT, basal body temperature tracking, which I do have another episode on that that you can listen to if you're interested in it, but it's also called like natural family planning. I was using BBT, so I knew my ovulation pretty closely. And um, maybe within a week, less than that, of ovulation, I had been having cramping. And it felt what I would imagine implantation cramping being like. So the minute that I could get a positive pregnancy test, I think I was like 
eight to 10 days post ovulation. I took one before I got in the shower while at home visiting my family and I set it on the shower counter, got in the shower, took a shower, came out and looked at it. And at first glance, it looked negative. I almost actually tossed it, but I had taken so many pregnancy tests between my last miscarriage in May and now, which was then in January. And I had seen so many negatives that I knew what, I knew what a negative looked like. Like I, there was no question, questioning a negative pregnancy test. However, when I looked at this one, like I said, at first I thought it was negative and I kept staring at it for a little while. I even actually took it over to my windowsill and like got it in some direct sunlight. And I was like, that doesn't look negative. Like I have seen so many tests that are negative and it looks like there's something there. And you guys, when I tell you, like I tried to take a hundred pictures of it at different angles and different lighting to try to see if I could get the line to even show up on a photo. And I literally could not. Like I, I took so many photos and I could not get a line to show up, but I knew like there is something there. Like people say it can be like those line eyes where you're imagining it. But like I said, I looked at so many negatives. I knew that this one was not negative. And I always envisioned with my first pregnancy and I always told myself when I got pregnant again that I would tell my husband in some cute way. I would buy a onesie. I would surprise him. And I know a lot of people say that they're going to do that. But in the moment when you get that positive, I just can't. I can't imagine not sharing it instantly. So I took the test. Luckily, nobody else was home at this time. Ran downstairs to my husband who was reading on the couch in the morning. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is positive. Like, look at this test. It is positive. And he's looking at it and he's like, first of all, wait, what's going on? Like, why did why did you take this? And I was like, I just had some cramping the past couple of days. And I thought, you know, maybe I maybe it was egg implantation. Like maybe I was pregnant. And he looked at it and he's like, I don't, I don't see anything. And I was like, no, you need to like really look like it's there. I swear it's there. And I made him come over to the windowsill and look at it in the direct sunlight. And he's like, I mean, maybe, but I think that you just keep talking about it is making me imagine it. So because the line was so faint, I deep down knew it was positive, but of course, like I needed better affirmation for it. So the very next morning at like 5.30 in the morning, I woke up, I drove to the Kroger near my dad's house and I bought a bunch of pregnancy tests before anybody was like awake or even my husband was awake. Bought a bunch of different kinds. I drove home. I hadn't peed that morning. So I saved that first morning urine and I peed on like three of them. And by that time, even just a day later, you definitely could see a very faint positive line. So that is how we found out we were pregnant. I didn't surprise my husband in any fun or cute way. <laughs> like I like I had planned out. Um, and then we went out to dinner with my family that night and then we went and saw a couple friends. We were home for maybe four to five days. Um, I worked over Christmas so we couldn't go home over Christmas so we just went home that first week of January. After the end of the weekend we came back to my dad's house before returning to Charlotte and I was sitting in the living room having coffee with my dad in the morning and he was like yeah so like when are you guys gonna try to get pregnant again you know he's a nosy man and he kept questioning me about it and I was like you know whenever we feel ready and I'm also side note the worst liar that has ever walked the face of this earth but anyways I just kept saying you know whenever we're ready blah 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 and he was like well you know you didn't drink last night with dinner like I gave you that he gave me a seltzer and um, my husband was like oh here I'll drink it and he hates seltzers but he drank it he took one for the team to not blow my cover but he was like, well, you didn't drink last night. And I was like, so what? And then he felt like he had maybe won the lottery or something. He just started being like, oh my God, you didn't drink. Like you're, you're totally pregnant. You would not drink that seltzer I gave you. And he started freaking out and was just 100% convinced. And I kept saying, no, I'm not pregnant. Like I just did not want that seltzer. 
He kept going and kept going and egging it on and insisting that I was lying to him and that I was pregnant. So that is also how my dad found out. I really wanted to surprise him in a cute way, but him being nosy and relentless basically blew my own cover and convinced himself that I was pregnant all because I denied one seltzer. And so that is how he found out. And then from there, we kind of just ended up telling my whole dad's side because for anybody who knows my father, he is amazing. But that man cannot keep a secret for the life of him. Same as me. Maybe that's why I'm a bad liar and I can't keep a secret. I get it from him. So I knew if I didn't tell the rest of my siblings that then that they were going to find out within a week from him because that was all the time that he could keep his mouth shut. So we ended up telling my dad's side of the family right then. And I was, mind you, like four weeks at this time. Because like I said, I had taken that test super early that weekend. And then on like Sunday night or Sunday morning, he was questioning me that I didn't drink. So it was very, very extremely early. And with my last loss, I really honestly didn't want to tell anybody early. I didn't want to tell my family. And my dad found out. And so the rest of them did too, which I guess in hindsight is fine because... I know if I went through another loss, they definitely would want to be by my side through it. But in my head, if I went through another loss, I wanted to go through it 100% alone. I didn't want anybody else to feel that heartache or have to go through that with me. So after that, we came home and it was kind of just smooth sailing. Honestly, my first trimester, I felt great up until maybe six and a half weeks. At six and a half weeks, the the sickness hit me. And I never had this in my first pregnancy. I had maybe like some slight aversions some occasional nausea with the first, but this pregnancy from six weeks to nine weeks was really, really difficult. And I'm a complainer at heart. I can't lie. I have a really positive attitude, or at least I try to all the time, but there's a part of me that just likes to vocalize my feelings. My husband always says, I just don't know how to think in my head. I think out loud. So every time I would feel sick, nauseous, not feel good, I have to verbalize it. Like I need to work on that, I think, but <laughs> I would verbalize it and I, I would I would call it complaining, honestly. I'll be real. I'm very self-aware. So I, I did complain a lot from week six to nine because I felt awful. I mean, I was extremely sick. I was extremely nauseous. I never threw up. I am not a puker whatsoever. I haven't thrown up. I can't even tell you the last time I threw up. It's been a really long time, but I could go a whole day with barely eating anything except like maybe a couple pieces of bread and a couple pieces of like cheese. The smells of so many foods absolutely disgusted me and still do. Um, sweets were my favorite thing and I can't even look at anything sweet, even semi-sweet. Like the only, the sweetest things I can do is fruit, but anything beyond that, I really can't. Coffee, I could not drink until after about the 10-week mark, but six through nine were really hard. And I know that's completely normal in a pregnancy, of course. And, you know, it's almost a sign of a healthy pregnancy. I hate to say it, but like even in all my complaining, I was extremely grateful. I kept refocusing my heart and my mind to the fact that it's such a beautiful thing that I'm now growing a baby and I feel sick. Like I would, I truly would amidst my complaining, celebrate the fact that I felt like crap because it was a good sign. It's a good sign that your baby is growing healthy. And that's not to say if you don't have morning sickness, it's not a good sign because some people are blessed and they just don't get it. They just don't get sick. But I know it's not my story. I got extremely sick all the time. I was so exhausted. I had to take a lot of naps. I mean, I was sleeping my whole first trimester from probably week six to 12 at least 12 hours a day with a nap if I was not working that day and it was very mentally challenging for me because I I really want I really love to work out every day or most days at least and I love to eat healthy and I love to fuel my body with you know high protein meals and I just could not do that I could barely work out if anything I would take my dog on long walks and I could not eat healthy the thought of meat and vegetables uh, no I just couldn't So 
it is really extremely frustrating that first trimester when you really can't do even one of the things that you enjoy. I'm like, well, God, like I was just like, please just at least let me be able to eat healthy and fuel my body and my baby, or please let me be able to work out. And honestly, for a few weeks, I couldn't do either. Couldn't work out and there was no way I was going to eat healthy. And I just had to accept it. I knew that it was a short period of time that it would 100% be worth it in the end to have a beautiful, healthy baby that was growing very healthily inside of me. But I did definitely struggle through those weeks six through nine. They were they were extremely hard and work was hard every day when I get up for work at 5 a.m. I think that would just throw me throw me over the edge, honestly. Waking up early made me feel extremely sick and nauseous and just not not super well all day long. But that is honestly the most I dealt with in my first trimester. Now starting into my second trimester, I would say around 13 weeks, 14 weeks, I started to get round ligament pain. That was definitely not fun at all. It's not necessarily painful. I would not describe it as painful, but there were for sure a few nights where it would wake me up and even sometimes keep me up. It it doesn't feel like a cramp because it's quick. You know, cramps last a couple seconds. It's really quick. It's more sharp, I guess I would say, in nature. And mine was really in the middle of my stomach. A lot of people say it's more to one side. I felt it right in the middle, right over my uterus. And that lasted for maybe about two weeks. It's just now going away as well. And again, it's like another thing that it's like, that's amazing. Like my uterus is stretching. My uterus is growing. And through all that round ligament pain, my belly definitely popped. By 14 weeks, I for sure if you actually looked at me and paid attention close enough you could tell I had a little baby bump and again it's just a really cool thing that amidst you know annoying round ligament pain you can realize that that's your uterus growing to keep on housing this baby that is also growing and that's just a beautiful thing. Now I did at 12 and a half weeks also have a subchorionic bleed so that is where a pocket of blood forms kind of I guess against the uterine wall and either right next to the placenta or kind of under the placenta. Mine was under the placenta and then also off to the side a little bit. And mine was pretty small. It was like one and a half centimeters, I want to say. And that definitely scared me. I was 12 and a half weeks. I just had my 12 week appointment a couple days prior and everything looked perfect. They did not see any sign of a subchorionic. And then at 12 and a half weeks, I went to the bathroom and had a gush of, I don't even want to call it a gush. I had some blood fall into the toilet and then I saw it and I freaked out and I wiped and there was some blood on the the toilet paper and that just never feels good when you're pregnant no matter what bleeding and pregnancy never go well together in my in, in anybody's mind I guess and sometimes it can be fine you know but I did start bleeding that night and it ended up tapering out and I got I called out of work the next day got into my OB that morning had an ultrasound that's when they found the subchorionic it was very small it was in no way threatening the pregnancy but it was definitely extremely scary and my midwife had told me you know there is nothing I can do to make it better to make it go away faster and there's nothing I can do to make it worse because my biggest question was like okay should I stop walking a ton should I stop exercising a ton should I pull back on my physical activity um, is there anything I can do to make it go away quicker? And she was like, no, you know, keep on doing every single thing that you're doing. It's small and there's nothing you can do that's going to change it, make it bleed more or make it absorbed by your body faster. And that's normally what subchorionics do. They either kind of bleed and, and just, just go away because they bleed or your body reabsorbs them. So I did bleed from like 12 and a half weeks to maybe 14, 14 and a half weeks. So it was about two weeks of bleeding after that. And when I say bleeding, I know I do know people who have had legitimate bleeding to where they have to wear pads every day 
and you know, their pregnancy still go on beautiful and healthy. Mine was more so just when I wiped and went out to the bathroom and I wiped, there was some blood on the toilet paper. I had one day where I had to wear a panty liner, but the, that panty liner lasted me, you know, all, the whole entire day, 12 hours. And so yeah, that is the subchorionic. It definitely is not fun. It is extremely scary when it first happens, but I also knew, you know, one thing that gave me great comfort while I waited that whole night to get into my OB the next morning was that I was not cramping, the bleeding was not increasing, and I was not having any pain. So that felt really good to also know those things. Had I been cramping along with it, I would have definitely been extremely nervous and scared. But that is where we are at. I am 16 weeks, so I like to tell myself I'm almost halfway there because it makes me feel better. But we are extremely excited. We are just over the moon and just waiting until September. Honestly, I feel like I've been pregnant for a really long time already. And being on the other end of this is it, it's, it's just interesting. You know, it's been really hard to keep the secret and I want to share it on my Instagram. I want to share all the tips and tricks that I, you know, did when I was nauseous and which I, I am going to do, but um, and just along the journey, it was just like, I was itching to share everything that I was going through because I know that's my audience. And I know that that is what I'm so passionate about. So sharing my own experiences going forward, I'm extremely excited for. We did find out the gender of our baby at 16 weeks when we went, when we went home to visit our family and to tell my husband's side of the family, because like I said, my side kind of found out after my dad <laughs> insisted that he knew and my husband's family, we decided to keep it a secret for a while because we don't live near our family. So it was a little bit easier and we really, really wanted to tell them in person. And this was going to be our first time seeing them in person at 16 weeks and being able to tell them. And we did have our gender reveal that weekend as well. So we told them and then we're like, oh, hey, by the way, the gender reveal is tomorrow. We'll see you there. So that was really exciting. You can head over to my Instagram because then you will be able to see what gender this baby is, either a boy or a girl but we are extremely excited to welcome this little one into the world and I cannot wait to continue to share this journey with you guys through my podcast and of course through my Instagram. So make sure you head over to at what the bump CLT to follow along because I definitely will be much more active on my stories and in my posts, just sharing this pregnancy and this journey and my experiences. Now that I am free to announce it, it feels very good. I know that I think two podcast episodes ago, maybe three, I leaked it in a podcast. Apparently I said something super quick and leaked that I was pregnant I had a couple people text me and were like hey like you know congratulations and I was like what are you talking about like how do you know this and they were like oh you mentioned something you know in your last podcast and to be honest guys I was just I was like so over hiding it that I just didn't even go back and edit it I had already gone through three or four podcasts and had to edit that out because I had spilled it and we thought we were going to announce it earlier but then we ended up not so I did already go through and revise so many podcasts the best I could to remove any bits that I talked about during my interviews sharing that I was pregnant and yeah so if you already knew because I leaked it in that last episode or a few episodes ago congratulations but I don't know I was just too lazy to go back in and change it all over again when I'd done it so many times but we have slowly been telling you know friends and people close to us here in Charlotte the main reason why we just kept it for my husband's family is we really really wanted to tell them in person and get to see their reactions because we did not do that last time so yeah thank you for listening to this episode and like I said expect a lot more content surrounding this pregnancy and definitely a lot more of me sharing just what I'm doing for certain things that come up tips and tricks to just get through pregnancy and make it the best time of your life. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of What The Bump. Make sure to follow us over on Instagram at WhatTheBumpCLT. Check out our website, WhatTheBumpCLT.com. Make sure to leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or whatever platform you are listening on. And tune in every Monday at 9 a.m. for a new episode. Remember that this podcast is for educational purposes only. I will see you next week in the next episode.